For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Lucy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? Thank the Lord. Let's open our mouth. Let's pray in the language of the Spirit. Edify yourself, edify yourself, edify yourself, edify yourself, edify yourself, edify yourself. Pray in the language of the Spirit. Edify yourself. Edify yourself, edify yourself. Lift your voice. Thank Him. Edify yourself. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This walk is a walk of faith. Our Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. It is not an empty walk. It is not a fleshly walk. It's a walk of faith. Edify yourself this morning as you prepare yourself to hear the word. As you prepare yourself to hear life. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Stretch your hands. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for the privilege. Thank Him for the opportunity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to hear our word this morning. We thank you that continuously as we hear, we are edified, we are built up. Life is plunged in us and in our members. We come to a place of accurate knowledge. We, we abound in grace, abound in knowledge, abound with wisdom. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for the word that is coming to us in its clear sanctity, its precision, and its clarity in the name of Jesus. As we receive those word, we abound in every good work. We abound in wisdom and knowledge. Our lives become a meaning to you, Lord. And we will leave this place edified as you are continuously glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the saints shout Amen. May we assume our sister in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a mighty clap. That cannot be mighty clap. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. If not for anything at all, you have entered another month. If not for anything. Uh, uh, if not for anything. <laughs> yeah, we have entered yet another month. Uh, we are just counting the days. <laughs> and so soon we've, we've gotten to September, right? Amazing. So when you look back, what have you done? Have you asked yourself, how many souls have you won? Have you asked yourself, how many people have you preached to? We've entered the ninth month, mommy. <laughs> it's a serious matter. So, what it means is that whatever you want to do, please start to start something. I was ministering to the youth yesterday. And we are going to raise uh, some crazy army for Jesus who will do the work of Christ. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for the life of the youth uh, of the church. Hmm. So, if there's anything to do, Start now. Start now. So, baby, oh, I was here, yeah, yeah. As a pastor, I'm putting myself together to go and preach. Start it. Start it. There, there's no putting together again. Nine months. Nine months. It's a lot of months. Pore pore nine. It's a lot of months. Let's open our Bibles. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 28. Reading from verse 16 to 20. 16 to 20. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. That's right. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, uh -huh. into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, mm -hmm. they worshipped him, mm -hmm. but some doubted. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, mm -hmm. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, all power, all power, which is the word exousia, all pass, pass exousia, which is the same as authority in the English, is given unto me in heaven and in earth, in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, go ye therefore, was not a suggestion. It was an instruction. Go ye therefore is not a suggestion. It's not um, when everything is done and you have capacity to do and, and you have paid your children's school fees and, and, and you are in America and, 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 and you have gotten the promotion and you've gotten the new job then now preach. No. Go ye. Go ye is an instruction now. Go. Go now. Go ye therefore means go now. And they did it. They complied. What it means is that if you don't go and preach, you are, you are in gross disobedience to the master's command. That is how bad it can get. You are in, you are in fragrant <laughs> disobedience. Your disobedience is fragrant. <laughs> 
know it is. The scriptures are very clear. Go ye therefore. I have given you power. Go ye therefore. And the power I have given you is in the area of preaching. So what it means is that you are not bereft of any power when it comes to preaching. You have all of it. Just go. You have what it takes to preach. Just go. And we'll yield to the master's voice. Amen. Oh, I said we'll yield to the master's voice. Amen. If the spirit of Christ is in us and is leading from within, you obey. Yeah. Yeah. You will. You will obey. Pastor, how do we do this? Go. Just go. Pastor, it's not easy. Go. It has never been easy. Pastor, the people I'm speaking to, it's like, it's like they've put some cocks in there. You were once like that. Oh, think about it. Just, just, just get close, get close. You were once like that. Even in your case, after 20 years of sitting in church, you are still working in progress. You didn't catch it. <laughs> Pastor, hmm, the kind of people we are hmm, is you are just like them. In your case, it's by grace. So, you to send the grace of God to them. Are we here? <laughs> so, they are not different from you. They are not different from us. They are not different from us. There are some of us, we've been speaking to you on particular matters. You are still doing the same thing. And you want somebody who has not heard what you've heard for 20 years, only to hear the first time and, and then follow you like that. <clears throat> it doesn't happen like that. Bringing a soul to the kingdom is the most difficult thing you can ever do. That is why if one soul should come to the kingdom, the heavens will wait and glory in that one soul. Why? Because it is not easy to bring somebody from hell to heaven. That is why the work of grace is the most important work for man to lift us from hell and plant us in heaven. The greatest miracle ever. Number two, what it means is that when people gather like this, you don't allow the devil to dissipate us. To put schisms into us. And, and break us apart. Because when the people were coming together, it took the hand of God. You didn't hear me. So you safeguard the community. And make sure nobody breaks us apart. It's not easy to get one soul. It's not easy. Hmm. It's not easy. So he says, go and teach. The word teach is the word mathetio, which is to train and roll in a school, grooming to make a student out of them. Make a student out of them. Make students out of them. So our discipleship process is to make students out of us. That is why we teach the way we teach. It is not to put people together and, and excite them. No. When you go to school, you are not going to school to be excited. You are going to school to be giving important tools for life. So there are some subjects that you will not want to go to. There are some lessons you don't want to attend. But as a student, you are compelled to be in class. That is the work of a disciple. The weather was bad. All of a sudden, the weather is bright. 
And so your calculation was that let it rain more, let it rain more, let it rain more. The weather is not in your hands. And so I told, I told my family, even if it's raining, I'll still be in church by 9 o'clock. I don't care rain. Ah, by the grace of God, you have a, a, a car you can drive in. Even if you are walking, you have no excuse. How much more are you driving to church? You don't have any excuse. We don't have excuse. He says, make disciples out of them. So, you are going to plant something in them that will make them students of Christ. Students of Christ. And some of the lessons are not exciting at all. Some of the lessons are laborious. And so they will be sleeping, but keep them on. Keep them awake. And let them learn. Step by step approach. Make students out of them. The reason why some will run out of church is that they've not made students out of them. So the little trouble, they run out of church. Yesterday, a teacher gave me six strokes. Me, I will not come to class today. You are a weakling. You are weakling. Yesterday, Saturday, the way my head was aching, aching, aching. The, the student will not stop class because I'm running. They'll give you, they'll give you, they'll give you ORS to stop the running. Go to school. Uh, 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 Daddy, today we are doing sports, so me, I don't want to go. To, be part of the sports. Go. Me, I don't like running, so the way they are running me, I don't like it. I want to stay out. Go! Go and run. If you don't run, stay and watch them run. <laughs> there is no excuse to sit at home. Make students out of them. That is why we teach the way we teach. It's not, it's not Razmata. It's not Jamboree. Because we want to make ragged believers. We want to, we want to build believers who are tenacious, who are agile, who can stand the test of time. Not kokoyam leave believers. Kokoyam leave believers. The, the wind of life blows you small. You are on our tetequi. Wind of life blows you small. Me, 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 me. I'm, I'm leaving this thing. Yeah, I don't want to be part of this thing. Cry again. Take your church. Let me take my life. Kokoyam believers. Kokoyam leave believers. Small heat. Small heat. Make students out of them. It's a command, and we, we will obey the master's command. Over time, they'll become it. Groom them. There are some who will not listen. 30 minutes is not, it's too long. We call it homely or mass. So, charismatics are also doing mass. It's not only the Orthodox people who are doing mass. So Catholics are no longer doing mass. Charismatics are doing charismatic mass. Pastor, let it be brief and gentle. Brief and simple. So, believers cannot pay attention for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour. No, 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 no. Pastor, the thing here, rather we can't be, uh, it's like I'm dozing small, small. And yet, I've never seen any Ghanaian movie or Nigerian movie that is 30 minutes. So, you go and watch the monology, one hour, 30 minutes. It should take me two hours to flash that one out and plant Christ. Because what you soak, it went into your spirit. So I must have equal time or more time to flash it out and plant Christ. So my preaching cannot be 30 minutes. The devil must be a liar. 
make students out of them. We go to school from 8 a.m. or 7.30. By 6 o'clock, your children are rushing to school. Hey, I'm okay, I'm okay, they'll come back at 3 o'clock. Some will go and pick their children at 5 o'clock. Other themselves, you want to hear Papa when it's so. You want to come to church and build spiritual life but with five minutes. Pastor, let's do some worship, small, small worship, and then give us some brief messages so that we can go and continue. You know, we have a lot of work to do. You don't have a lot of work to do in the day. The whole of the week. Saturday, Sunday morning. You still have a lot of work to do. It is the devil who is driving your life. Oh. God is no longer in control. So you see the kind of life we are living? We can't spend time with him. No wonder your mornings are always like that. You want to rush out and come back. No quality time with the Lord. That is why your life is all like this. Small bite. You are the one running down. What, what? Are, you, are, you, are you making yourself available to be taught? So there, there's so much to do. But we'll take it little by little. Please. Make yourself available. So, what we've been asked to do is what we are doing. As a matter of fact, this is what the church is about. When we call, when we say the church, this is what the church must do. Every meeting time. So that as you begin to see yourself in the mirror or the, big paint, the picture that they're painting for you, you begin to adjust yourself. Prayer, word, worship. Prayer, word, worship. Are you here this morning? So he says, make disciples out of them. Make students out of them. He says, then he says, um, go ahead therefore teach all nations. Make disciples out of them. Make them into students. Let them enroll and enlist as students. Then he says, of all nations, all nations there is ethnos. All nations is ethnos. Ethnos is not nations as in Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, um, US, UK, no. Ethnos is, is just a group of people who have similar, um, similar behaviors, similar attitudes that binds them together. Similar creed that binds them together. So ethnos can be a group of prostitutes. They are, they are connected. A group of armed robbers, they are connected. That's your ethnos. It can be your friends. You are, you are bound by a set, some similar uh, behavior traits. It can be family, by tribe, ethnos. So ethnos is not just nations as we have it in English. Are we here? So we, we have a lot of ethnos. We have a lot of ethnos. It can be community people. You are bound by maybe an association. They are your ethnos. Ethnos is so close. People on the, for example, you are in a, 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 a 20 a, a story apartment. Those on your floor can be your ethnos. Those on the whole, the whole building are your ethnos. So ethnos is not too, it's not too abstract. It's a nation. A, a nation that's your ethnos. They are so close. Ethnos. 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 So for such ethnos, then you have to come out and stand by your gate or your door and minister to as many as you can meet. Come down and come up. So if you, are, you have a gated apartment, stand at your gate. Some will come and pass. The ethnos will come and pass. 
You are in a, an apartment. Stand in front of your door. Today you are doing door to door. Sethnos. What it means is that whatever it takes, do something. <laughs> do something. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, do something. The master is talking. Do something. <laughs> so he says, <laughs> baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. And we've explained that to mean that it is only in the account of Matthew that we have that. So that cannot be doctrine. What is the doctrine? Baptize them, initiate them into Christ. Initiate them into Christ. Yesterday we saw it. One lady dedicating one building. Herself, she was confused. She didn't know what exactly she was saying. She, in fact, she dedicated and rededicated and came back to rededicate the third time. It's all confusion. So you, that's why we need to learn. Once you know what you're supposed to do, life becomes simple. She was thinking that the rededication and dedication and more dedication is what brings the spirit full. But the little one is not enough. Must do it and do it again. Amazing. So, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, there is only one name. There is only one name. Don't be confused. There is only one name. Are we getting it? So, how many names do we baptize? How many names do we baptize? Into one. We baptize in the name of Jesus. So, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is not, is not what you should do because you know better. Now, what does baptism mean? We initiate the person into Christ. How? Via preaching. Via preaching. Via preaching. Because he says, teach. Teach. Teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Teaching. So the second teaching is what we call the Dasko. Which is a methodical systematic way of transferring knowledge to your students. It is systematic. It is a, a methodical precept upon precept, line upon line. Way of transmitting or passing on knowledge to your disciples. Very, very instructive. So that you don't go jumble things. Jumble things. There's a way to start discipleship. Start from class one. Move to class two. Class three. Class four. As you rise, you build up doctrine. When you start from class five, you will confuse your student. systematic approach. Don't rush it. That is why we don't rush the things we do here. So whatever you see us do here, go and do say. Don't go ahead of us. You'll be confusing yourself. Don't go ahead of us. Teach as you are taught. You teach as you are taught. Are we here this morning? So, then he says, teaching them to observe. I said, the word observe is the word terio, T-E-R-E-O, which means watch as if it could be lost. Now, what are we to teach? He says, um, what are we to observe? Teaching them to observe whatsoever thing I have commanded you. And we are saying that whatsoever thing I have commanded you will be the finished work of Christ. We, we, we did some extensive work on that in our previous meetings. It will be what he has commanded them. What will be that? It will be his finished work. What they have seen, 
what they have witnessed is what he has asked them to go and teach and talk about and preach about. What will that be? His death, his burial, his resurrection and ascension, and consequently his glorification. Hallelujah. So our message is clear. Go, preach, preach about me. Don't go and preach about you. Don't go and preach about you. You, you are not important. You are only as important as the career of me and my message. That is how important you are. You are, you are only as important as the career of my person and my message. So don't go and preach about you. You are not important. In fact, you, you gain your importance and your relevance in him. So preach him. You derive your essence and your importance and, and, and your very livelihood from him and in him. So you are not. You are not the message. Say, I am not the message. Christ is the message. Is it clear? Very important. And it says, and lo, lo, horal, lo, lo, look, behold, I am with you. Now, it is the teaching and the preaching of his message that will bring the person to a place to, of consciousness that he is with him or her. So it's the preaching. It's the preaching. You can do some preaching that will, will make the person feel like God is far away. There are some preachings that will make you feel like God, God will visit you at certain times and, and will be away at certain times so that uh, uh, you, too, you, can, you can fish yourself out. There are some preachings that will make you feel that God is very far away. You have to knock and knock and knock and make sure you are knocking. Have you heard some of those preachings before? Yeah, it's like if it, it was so bo. It says there are three levels of, of prayer. The first one is ask. The second one is seek. The third one is knock. Are you here? When, when, when the first level is not working, gravitate to the second level, which is the knocking level. And, and when everything is not working, now move to the third level. We call it the desperate level, which is... Which is... So there are three levels of prayer. We, the last prayer level is the desperate level. And when you get to that desperate level, God will open. Because you, you have asked, you have sought. Now when you knock, that's one... It's not like you are, you are pleading. You are pushing the door. Push the door open. You are crazy. Push the door open. Which door is that one? And yet, <laughs> when you know Christ and you know him very well, you know that he's not too far away. Where is he? In you. What door are you opening? <laughs> Did the TV say before you an open door which no man can shut. He has already placed before you an open door. Say, I have an open door. I don't have to open any door. I walk in. It is the pleasure of the Father to give you an open door. I have already have an open door. I have it. Say, I have it. I have it. So, there are some preachers that will make you feel like you don't know what you know. And it will rob you of your value in Christ. Because now you are going to live you are going to live yourself and begin to pursue a mirage. 
you will leave the reality and pursue mirage. <laughs> How can I be at my destination and now go and look for signboard? Ayaya. You, you have signboard to show you to a destination. So at the junction, you may see CFM. Then when you go to the gate, you saw CFM. To get to this place, if you didn't see anything at all, you saw a certain bucket with our picture on it. Now when you get in here, you are saved though. Then now we take you back to the signboard. How can I be at my destination and look for signboard? There must be something wrong somewhere. Are we here? So, our learning or our study of the scriptures is important in this approach. To make students out of us because there is a curricula we follow. There is a curricula we follow. Didasco is a curricula. There are a set of teachings that should make us grow in Christ. And those ones are crucial for our spiritual growth. The Christian must continue to discover what has been done in him or her. And that is our pursuit. Nothing else is important to Nothing else is important. I said, uh, Pastor, you see, my job is about job or job or job. It's just a day. So what if you have a job now? Oh, Pastor, I thought it was only job, but now I, I want accommodation. Oh, Pastor, single room is not enough. Oh, now I want double. Oh, now the family has grown. Oh, now I want three bedrooms. Oh, no. You see, the way we are operating right now, I want my own. Oh, no, no. You see, hmm. Now it's not only me. Oh, now I have company. Uh, I've been using bicycle. Now I want motor. No, 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 no. I want four by four. So you are going to pursue a certain mirage. A worthless life on earth without fulfilling the father's desire. That is what the world has said. And yet you are in this world but you are not of this world. If you are not too careful, you will pursue a certain life. At the end, you will say as David said, all is vanity. Fulfilling the father's pleasure. So whatever state you are, do what the father has asked you to do. Father, I, 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 I just want four by four. Then I'll begin to preach. Really? Wait till four by four comes. Another agenda will be set for you. I just want a job. I just I have seen people in CFM who were waiting for jobs, who had job, and the job took them out of church. So you're asking yourself. Is it the job that... Did God make any mistake in bringing the job their way? Because the job took them away. No student has been raised in them. So that job makes them silly. Promotion makes them silly. Now I pray and fasting. I saw for Daben, you may pray and fasting. Daben, you may pray and fast. You are waiting for the next prayer and fasting. Now you have the job. Oh, Pastor, Pastor, let's reduce the prayer and fasting. Right now, the Holy Spirit is in us. The same person. There's something wrong with your student, your student status. So do you understand what it means to make students out of us? 
Students are students. They are always learning of the master. Learning of the master. Day, night, raining, uh, no raining, they are still learning. They are learning. They are learning, you know. They are learning, you know. Like your master is also learning. <laughs> are we here? Says, as long as it is day, I must do the work of him who sent me. So he's always, he's always in tune with the father. He's always in tune with the source. He knows what the father is saying at all times. He knows what is next. He knows what he's going to meet. He will fish it out in prayer the whole night. And so the miracles, the signs and wonders were just effects of what he had already encountered in the night. That was the master's life. Nothing took him by surprise. If you're a believer today and everything is taking you by surprise, check your status. You must get to a point where nothing takes you by surprise. In fact, you are just waiting for the thing to show up and then you will know who you truly are. For you to bring yourself out. There are some situations that should force the anointing you out. Oh, so this one too has happened. God is going to be glorified out of this. I don't see it. And the baby and I was so so sad. I was so wild, I was so from head to toe. I shout them now. Come out and face the thing. I will face this one too. Because that which is in me is mightier than that which is in the world. Are you here? That's a student. A student will see an exam will not run out of the examination room. Hello? Oh, I have seen this one before. X plus Y is equal to 2X. Ah, come on. This is what I want. The, the student is waiting for the exams. Will not be taken by surprise by the exams. Will not enter the exam room and say, ah, was I also in class at all? <laughs> hey, when did you do this one? What it means that you are not a student. You are a, a recalcitrant student. You miss class. So, the day they were doing that part of the, of the exercise or that part of the lesson, you were not present. You were not present. So when the exams come, that's why you see your smoothness level. You realize that, wow, I never knew anything at all. And that should not make you go back. It should make you come closer and say that, wow, I want to start this class again. And that is why there are resets. We call those resets grace. The reset is grace. So you go and write the exams again. But this time around, you have learned your lessons. And you pass the exams. We call it grace. Are we here? Are we here? And so we are receiving grace this morning <laughs> to go and win the go and win go and win again. We are receiving grace to go and win. Where you failed yesterday, you are not permitted to fall at that place today. You are receiving the sufficiency of grace. When you see it, you will pass that exams in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's go back to our lessons. Mm. So we said in Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Last week we said so many things. How were the scriptures written? We said the early part of the book of Genesis was given by revelation. It was given to Moses by revelation. Chapter 1, 2, 3, 4 to 5. 
Chapter 1, 2, 3, essentially. Men, men fell at 3. Populations began to increase. 4, 5, 6. Now, as they grew, as the populations increased, what they had written down is what they preached or what they transferred from generation to generation. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, 1 and 2. That's right. God who at sundry times. God who at sundry times. In, and in diverse manners. And in manners, diverse manners. Speak in the time past mm -hmm. unto the fathers by the prophets. Mm -hmm. Hath in these days, in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Now. When you look at the first word there in chapter 1, verse 1, what do you see? The first word there. God. God. Now, it is, it is a translation error because God never spoke to them. It was the prophets who spoke to them. It was the prophets who spoke to the fathers. So, that is a translational problem. Now, how does it read? At sundry times, sundry times means that uh, in many portions, in many portions, and in different um, manners, <laughs> in different ways. So, in many portions and in different ways. Many portions, many portions, as in, as in different times, in, in seasons and in times. Many portions. The prophets spoke. Why? When the spirit came upon them, they spoke. They only spoke when the spirit came upon them. Because as at that time, the spirit could not dwell in man. Isaiah had the spirit upon. Jeremiah had the spirit upon. Moses had the spirit upon. Uh, 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 mention them. They all had the spirit upon. So when the spirit came upon them, they spoke. The word spoke or speak is the word laleo. They spoke. Laleo. L-A-L-E-O. Laleo. They spoke. They uttered words. Uttered words. Uttered words. So, I said, last week I said, at sundry times, at sundry times is a Greek word polymerous. Polymerous. P-O-L-U-M-E-R-O-S. Which is, in many portions, in, in different seasons and time. Polymerous. P-O-L-U-M-E-R-O-S. And at diverse manners, many ways, many forms, and many methods. Which is polytropos. P-O-L-U-T-R-O-P-O-S. Polytropos. So, at sundry times, polymerous, and at diverse manners, polytropos, the fathers or the prophets speak as they were inspired to speak. That is how scripture is written. That's how they wrote it. Now, they spoke to the fathers. They spoke to the fathers. Now, 
if the spirit is not in and the spirit comes upon and ministers at different times, what it means is that there can be error in transmitting what you hear. It's just like you have signal. Ah, I sense this. It may not be a true representation of what ought to be transmitted. And so, the prophets spoke, yes, but in their speaking was a fusing of what they thought in their speaking. And that is why the Old Testament had a lot of errors. Why? Because they didn't have full revelation. They had the revelation in portions of truth. Let me give you an example. Look at what Isaiah said. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Let's start from verse 5. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 5. Uh-huh. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise. Uh-huh. And garments rolled in blood. Mm-hmm. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. No. He's talking about the Messiah that will come. But look at how Isaiah by the spirit coming upon is struggling to give us a certain message of the Messiah. Look at how he puts it. Look, read it. Just read verse 5 again. Isaiah 9 verse 5. Uh-huh. For every battle of the warrior. Now, you will see that there's a certain battle. And there's a certain warrior. What are you talking about, Isaiah? Let's read on. For every battle of the warrior is is with confused noise. Uh You see see how he's he's struggling to present it? Uh And garments rolled in blood. Mm -hmm. But this shall be with burning Uh and full of fire. Yeah, yeah. This is serious. What are you talking about, verse 6? Verse 6. Uh-huh. For unto us a child is born. For unto, no. This warrior, this battle, this blood is talking about a son. Oh, he didn't even say son. Unto us a child. A child. You see how you struggle when you just have snippets of revelation. They didn't have it in full. That is why you can never just sit in the Old Testament and say you are finished. The Old Testament will have to be explained in the New Testament. Because they had revelations in portions. They didn't have the full revelation. That is why Hebrews 1.1 is saying that at sundry times, so Isaiah in his day is giving us a certain set of revelation of Christ in a particular way which may be different from Jeremiah. Which may be different from Nahum. Which may be different from Ezekiel. But they all had it in different times. And in different manner. Or manners. Please are we following? Read on please. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Then he progresses to say now a son is given. I thought a child was born. 
Now a son is given. And wow. the government shall be upon and his says, shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Oh, I thought we were talking about a child. Now a son. Now he has names. Names. So Isaiah could not say he will be called Jesus. Mm. He gave names. He gave that was the extent of his revelation of Christ. And so when your reading is only in Isaiah, you will get different names of Christ as number one. What's the first name? Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. No, he's wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. The mighty God. He is. I, I thought he was a child. And he was a son. And yet he's a mighty God. So that is how you get it. How many are following here? So that is how Isaiah is presenting it. So you don't stay at Isaiah and say, I've caught revelation. What are you catching? You have not caught yet. We're talking about a child. Now a son. Government on his shoulder. Now he has names. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Now, as Isaiah was speaking... We are deducing from Isaiah's prophecy, which was not for his time, but for a time that will come after him. Over 800 years after, that prophecy will be fulfilled in a man. So when he was speaking, he was speaking concerning that man. He was not talking about himself. Or the event of his time. That is how they spoke. So, at sundry times and in diverse manners, the prophets, for example, Isaiah, speak to our fathers. What, who are our fathers? The patriarchs. Who are the fathers? The fathers, the Jewish fathers. The Jewish fathers. Are we here? <laughs> okay. So, let's progress. So, that he says in verse 2. Says in verse 2. So verse 2 should read, God. So when the prophet spoke to us, now God, in these last days, is speaking via his son. Is it clear now? Let's read it again. Verse 2. So that's how I'm supposed to read. So verse 1 should be, at, at sundry times, times and in diverse manners, the prophet spoke to the fathers. But God, in these last days, is speaking through his son. Why? Because Jesus now becomes the summit of revelation. Jesus now becomes the, the fullness of revelation. All of God is now expressed through Christ. So that whatever you see Christ do is what the Father did and does now. We see Jesus who is the interpretation of the God unseen. We see Jesus, the fullness of God revealed in man is now speaking. Now, if you didn't read it well, you think that he's speaking through him. Uh -uh. Jesus, Jesus' appearance 
is God personified. Jesus speaks. God speaks. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So Jesus is not a medium through which God is speaking. Whatever you want to see God say is coming as Jesus speaking. Why? He is God. So in this last days, he's speaking by his son or speaking in his son. In his son. Why? He is in the son and whatever the son does is him doing it. I can do nothing save the one who is in me. I don't do anything by myself. Didn't you hear Jesus say that? The father is in me. And whatever I do, I do as the father instructs. So, Jesus becomes the fullness of revelation. This is important because it's important for doctrine. We see Jesus means that there cannot be any other revelation of the father beyond Jesus. Let's get this because it's important for future discussion. You cannot go beyond Jesus to see any other revelation of God. God is interpreted in Christ. Colossians 1.15 Colossians 1.15 Colossians 1.15 mm-hmm. Who is the image of the invisible God? We are talking about Jesus here. Jesus, who is what? The image of the invisible God. Of the invisible God. Who is Jesus? The, the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the physical representation of the God unseen. Jesus is the, is the physical presence of the God we don't see. That is why when I see Jesus, I see the Father. Philip asked, show us the Father. He says, have I not been with you for, for long enough? He still asked me to show you the Father. When you see me, you've seen the Father. Do you see consistency in doctrine? Jesus, the image of the God unseen. Why? Because no man can see that God. Jesus gives the face to God. I said, Jesus has become the face of God. When I see Jesus, I see God. Jesus becomes the physical personality of the God unseen. Are we catching the thing here? So Jesus is God. Then the Muslims will tell you, Jesus never said he's God. All of these things are showing he's God. (laughs) And yet because they lack understanding, they will never understand. Is that not why we should pray that the eyes of of the understanding should be opened and lightened? I don't know why we should pray that prayer. Even for those of us who are around here, that we will come to comprehend. Because in all you're getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. In as much as wisdom is the principal thing, in all you're getting, get understanding. Are we catching it here? Very important. So, how are the scriptures written? So, they spoke. What was written is what was preached. So, they spoke. It was written. Then what was written is what they preached. And that is what we have as canon. Which is the Bible you see today. So, in the Old Testament, the communication, what they spoke 
They spoke using types, shadow symbols to communicate. Didn't you see some figure of speeches in, in Isaiah's description? We saw warrior. We saw battle. We saw blood. Blood woozy. That was his way of communicating the salvation plan of God through the person of Christ. And now it will happen through a child and a son. That was his way of communicating. So they'll communicate using sign symbols. That's how they communicated it. Types, shadows. Prophecies and promises. Their sayings were dark sayings. They were not clear sayings. And so if you're not too careful, you will be, you will be drowned in the types, the shadows, the prophecies, the promises, and lose the reality. The reality will be in the New Testament. So we say that the New Testament reveals the Old Testament. The Old Testament conceals the New Testament. Are we here? When you read the Old Testament and you stay in the Old Testament, you stay with signs, types, shadows, prophecies and promises. You come to the New Testament, you see the reality thereof. I cannot understand the New Testament in full if I don't know how it started. How can we be talking about um, entering a holy place that is not built with hands if I don't know the holy place that was built with hands? How can I know of a temple that is not built with hands if I don't know the temple that was built with hands? So, my understanding of the New Testament must take me to the Old Testament to see the roots. This is good Bible study. It is lazy preachers who say, now we are brought into the New Testament. We are able ministers of the New Testament. What they were explaining as what you call New Testament was the Old Testament. Follow closely. When you see Paul write, when you see Peter write, they, their writings was explanations to the Old Testament books of the Bible. They didn't have any other material. Please follow closely. Yes. That's right. So, when they, their time, at their time, the only book they had was Genesis to Malachi. Please follow closely. The only book they had was Genesis to Malachi. So, when they talk about the scriptures, they are talking about Genesis to Malachi. Their explanation of the scriptures is what you have as New Testament. Are you here? Can we have an example? Yes, we can. We, there's so many of them. Let's use this very common one we've been using all the time. First uh, mm. Corinthians 2.9. First Corinthians two nine. So second Corinthians two nine, right? Oh yeah, First Corinthians two nine. First Corinthians two nine. Uh -huh. But as it is written, uh -huh. I not as now I've, I taught something many months ago. I said when you see as it is written, what 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 are they referring to? Old Testament books of the Bible, because they had already written those ones. They have that as canon of scripture, and that's what they refer to. That's right. 
So as it is written, let's read on. I had not seen, uh -huh. nor ear heard, mm -hmm. neither have, e have entered into the hearts of men mm -hmm. the things which God had prepared for them mm -hmm. that love him. Mm -hmm. But God had revealed them unto no, us. No, let's take it back. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's start all over again. Nine. Let's read nine again because we want to see where it's coming from. But as it is written, mm -hmm. I, I had not so seen. So as it is written... I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor ear heard. Ne neither have entered into the heart. Neither of man. have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them. The things which God has prepared for them that, that love, love him. him. Where is Paul quoting from? Isaiah sixty-four verse four. So what is written in Isaiah sixty-four verse four is what he's going to explain. That explanation is our revelation. Are we following? Yes. So let's go to Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64 verse 4. Uh -huh. For since the beginning of the world, mm -hmm. men have not heard yes. nor perceived by now, the ear. Now, when you read this in Isaiah, you will think Isaiah is talking about his day. His prophesying of a time that will come where the reality of this prophecy will be brought to bear. Because God, right from the beginning of time, was to make his plan available to man. In the fall of man, man could no longer appreciate the things of God. Seeing they see, yet they cannot see. Hearing they hear, yet they cannot hear. Why? Because of their state. Because of their state, they could not appreciate the things of God. But a time is coming when the Son is fully manifested, He will bring back man into an original place where He and God can see. Ayaya, ayaya. Glory. Are you seeing the thing here? So He was speaking to a day that will come where God and man will have union, will be in union. So, how did he put it? Read Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64 verse So, that's four. Isaiah speaking. Mm -hmm. For since the beginning of the world, uh -huh. men have not heard, uh -huh. nor perceived by the ear, uh -huh. neither had the eye seen. Neither had the eye seen. Oh God. Oh God. Beside thee. Beside thee. What had prepared for him. Ow. Which waited for him. Which waited for him. So, they waited and waited and waited. They never saw. Until, man, until Christ came. Abraham wished to see our days. They saw it in types and shadows. They never saw the reality. Now, their expectant hope became their faith. Our reality of Christ becomes our faith. Oh, let me set it again. What brought them good report is for them to wait patiently and to wait and to wait and to wait. Now, they had good report because that expected hope became their faith. Our faith is different from their faith. Why? We see Jesus. The reality of the one they spoke about. Christ is here. So, Christ in you is faith. That is why Hebrews 1, no, Hebrews 11 1 is not your faith. Ah. Uh, Am I teaching this morning? 
So, the reality of Christ in us is faith. That is why that faith cannot rise and fall. It is not an incremental level. The fullness of faith has come into you. That is why the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me. Is that not it? Who gave himself for me. I live by the faith. So Christ in you is faithful. Christ in you is the completion of faith. It is different from the faith in the Gospels. Are you here? How did we get it when we came to the New Testament? What they never saw, we see. What they were expecting to see, we now see. What they waited patiently, which was their faith, now we see the reality thereof. That is why they wish to see our days. That is why they wish to see our days. That is why you are better off today than they were. Are you here? Why do you still want to see yourself somewhere, somewhere? Abraham wished to see your days. Because now Christ is in you. He never had Christ in him. He was waiting for that Christ. He saw it in type and shadow when he was about to sacrifice a son. He said, a lamb have I prepared. He saw it in type and shadow. Now we see the reality thereof. Are you here? That's how we do Bible study. Are you catching something this morning? So we are seeing Isaiah speak. Paul quotes from Isaiah. Then now Paul is not going to explain what Isaiah said. So in verse 9 is quoting Isaiah direct. Then verse 10 is the reality of what Isaiah spoke about. So now let's leave Isaiah. We finish with Isaiah. Yeah. Let's go back to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Yes. But as it is written. Uh, so as it is written, we saw where it is written. Yeah. Where is it written? In Isaiah. Isaiah. So Paul is quoting Isaiah. He is now going to explain Isaiah in the light of Christ's finished work. Louis. Are we here? Yes. So now let's do 9 again and do 10. 9. Mm -hmm. but, but as it is written. Mm -hmm. I had not seen, mm -hmm. nor ear heard, uh -huh. neither have entered into the heart of man uh -huh. the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Is it the same thing we read in Isaiah chapter 64 verse 4? Yes. Now, that is still Old Testament. Now, Paul is going to do an explanation of that in our reality now. What that means to us now. The now is your revelation. It is not the nine. So that when I preach nine, I am preaching Isaiah. And yet Isaiah never asked me to preach him. Isaiah was also speaking of a day that will come. I must see Christ now and bring a finality to his revelation. Which was prophecy then. How many are understanding what I'm saying? Now let's see the reality now. Verse 10. Verse 10. But God had revealed... Now, what, what word starts it? What word begins it? But. but. What it means is that this is. We are shifting now. This is the status quo. We are shifting now. So we are moving in east. But we are turning to west. But. But means it's now a shift from the old into the new. Are you catching it? Yes. Now. And yet you will see that both 9 and 10 
are in 1 Corinthians, which is a New Testament book. Follow closely. You will still see chapter 9, verse 9 and 10 in 1 Corinthians. So, what it means is that not all the writings of the books of the, of the New Testament are also for you. That is why you also have to rightly divide the New Testament books. Otherwise, you eh, ah, but pastor, this one is First Corinthians. It means it's for me. No, Paul is quoting from somewhere and now giving an explanation on the basis of our reality now to that verse and that 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 scripture, so that he also don't go and quote wrongly. Eyes have not seen. Eyes have not seen. No, we now see. You will see verse 10. Hallelujah. Let's do verse 10. 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. What eyes have not seen and what ears have not heard because they didn't have the spirit of Christ in them. Now we have the fullness of God. God has revealed by his spirit which is in us. So then you can say I see all things. Are you getting it now? Wow. Let's read it. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. So are you in eyes have not seen, ears have not heard? No. Where are you now? God had revealed by his spirit. That's where you are now. That is why you are praying. You don't say eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Say I see all things. That is your reality. Yes. Stop quoting Isaiah. Come to New Testament. What it means is that there's no longer any mystery. There's no mystery. By the Spirit. Why is the Spirit? So you see all things. You are not like them who had eyes and yet could not see. Who had ears and yet could not hear. Who had mouths only to say fables. Now you can speak the oracles of God. Now you can see the deep things of God. Now you can hear. The oracles of God. You have it. Say, I have all revelation. By the spirit. Which is in me. It's a good place to clap unto Jesus. So, when you say that, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. You, you may think like you are, you, are, you are being modest. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet you are not speaking scripture. When you rather say, I see all things by the Spirit, you are not speaking scripture. Do you see why we speak the way we speak? Yeah. I see all things. So those things have been revealed now by His Spirit. Are we here this morning? Let's push it further. For the Spirit searches all things. For the Spirit searches all things. Is it man that searches all things? Is it the prophets which searches all things? No. The Spirit searches all things. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The deep the things, deep things of, of God. God. So say, lift up your hand and say, I have. I have. And I know. And I know. And I see. And I see. The deep things. The deep things of God. Of God. What it means that there's no mystery in your spirit. Your spirit knows all things. Now, as I continue to teach you, your spirit now will bring the things that they've seen into bear. You will see them manifest. 
your spirit will have to see it first before it manifests in the physical. So, for the things of the spirit to not have expression in the physical, I must teach you. Because as you are seated down, your spirit knows all things if you are born again. But those things cannot have ex external manifestations and expression until you are taught. So now, the first level is we have it. Is that not it? We have it. Yes, I know I have it. Now, how do I see and bring those things to bear? That's what I'm teaching. Are we here? Do you see that the class is not class? We will leave class one and go to class two and go to class three and go to class four. For which reason you cannot miss one class in the class? Hallelujah! Say, so make students for me. That's what he told us. And that's why we are making students. We are teaching you how to how to understand the scriptures. Because our manual is not is nothing else but the scriptures. Are we here? Good. Okay. Now, what brought me here is just one line. So let's go back to the line. What do you mean? I, I said that the Old Testament conceals the New Testament. So the New Testament will reveal the Old Testament. Like we've just seen with one example. Number two, if the New Testament is bringing us to the reality of the manifestation of Christ, then the Old Testament concealed Christ. Oh, we saw him as mighty counselor. We saw him as Jehovah's about. Who shall... He says, he says, who shall... He says, lift up your heads, all ye gates. Be lifted up, be everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? They didn't say Jesus. The Lord of hosts. So we saw him as the Lord of hosts. We also saw him as something. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. No, no. Church, 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 church. Listen and listen carefully. That's why I'm standing in the middle. If you are not too careful and you stay in the Old Testament as your ultimate revelation of God, you will see Jesus as Lord strong and mighty. Lord mighty in battle. Only for you to come to the gospel and see that Lord strong and mighty slapped. Uh -uh. What, what is he? Lord, do you know a strong and a mighty man? Can, can you get close and give him a good day slap for him to enter his night? We call it clean slap. That Lord strong and mighty was the one who was spat on. Pastor, you are getting it. That Lord strong and mighty is the one who became the Lamb of God. So, your fullness of revelation of God should not end in law, strong, and mighty. Otherwise, you, do, you, you pray wrong prayer. And when you pray wrong prayer, your practices will be wrong. Your worship will be wrong. We are serving a God. Who, 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 who when he sneezes, the earth is rolling. That is not the God I know. The God I know, now let me also crush this one today. The God I know is not the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, today, it's like I'm messing up theology. Because the God we knew, he says, Pastor, they've been telling us that you have to roar. Because the son of a lion cannot be a lamb. 
The son of a lion cannot be a donkey. The son of a lion must be a lion. And so when it, so you have to roar. Roar. Roar like a, I've preached this before, so please don't give me a good smile. Roar. 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 And yet, the revelation of that God strong and mighty, lion of the tribe of Judah, is the lamb of God who was slain. What it means, that is why, that is why, that is why, had they known, they wouldn't have killed the prince of glory. They were looking for somebody to ride a high horse. They were looking for somebody to be born in the, main, uh, in the palace. They were, they, God swept them. Who is your God? The Lamb of God. If I understand that the, the Lamb of God is my God, my attitude will change. But if I know him as the lion, I will roar like a lion. And where I need to be quiet, I will still be roaring. Where I need to be meek, I will still be roaring. Where I need to be silent, I will still be roaring. Where I need to be patient, I will still be roaring. I'll be roaring. What I do? This one cannot happen. This one cannot happen. Eh, 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 eh. It must, what cannot happen must be by knowledge. What knowledge? The knowledge of the son. Not the knowledge of the lion or the tribe of Judah. The knowledge of the son. Are we here? So your God is not the lion of the tribe of Judah. A prophet said it. He never knew any better. Today who is on the throne? The lamb of God. Who is coming back? The lamb of God. No lion. That is why it is not the day of vengeance. It is the acceptable year of the Lord. Salvation is still available. Because the lamb is still on the throne. A lion will devour. A lamb will be slain. You cannot kill a lion just like that. What Jesus exhibited to us is not the lion character. What Jesus exhibited to us is the lamb character. So the lion of the tribe of Judah is not my father's name. Hey, The lion of the tribe of Judah is not your God. The lamb of God who was slain is your God. Am I a Jojoana? So I cannot stay in Old Testament and know God. When Elijah saw him as the lion of the tribe of Judah, he called fire and destroyed. Only for Jesus to come in Luke 9 and say, you don't know the spirit of which you are made of. You too, you want to call fire? The God Isaiah called was the God of fire, small g. But the God of the universe will not destroy he will not destroy. And to the extent that a sinner's death is not what he desires. Why will he destroy? To show himself strong? No. He will not destroy. So we had a certain impression of a God who had bipolar disorder. Today he's fine. Tomorrow he's not too good. Today he's bringing life. Tomorrow he's taking life away. Today he's bringing good food. The other day he's destroying the people by fire. So you cannot stay in Old Testament and know this God. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's not for you. 
now we see the fullness of revelation. We know all things by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Are you here? My time is almost up. Let's run. So, are you beginning to understand the Bible now? Small, small. Small, small. We've not gotten anywhere. Small, small. Now, I also said that Christ then is concealed in the Old Testament. Christ is revealed in the New Testament. What was concealed in the Old Testament in types, shadows, prophecies, and promises is now revealed in a person called Christ in the New Testament. Now, we should travel because, don't forget, at different times and in different manners, that Christ was revealed in portions. Now, as we traveled from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it became clearer and clearer and clearer. Follow closely. What was in Genesis as gem, G-E-R-M, gem, traveled to the law of Moses, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, as types and shadows. Traveled to the prophets, major, minor, as prophecies and promises. Traveled to the Psalms as prophetic songs of David. Came to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the synoptic as the person or the incarnate Christ. Now, that person who came as the incarnate Christ is now revealed to us by reason of his three-day work in the epistles. This is how revelation has traveled. I've just given to you a synopsis of the Bible. Let me start it over again. As we close. Is that not it? Because today I want to tell you how doctrine is established. I've just begun it. What was in Genesis as Jen, G-E-R-M, traveled, revelation as Jen, Jen. How did we see the revelation? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the waters, and the Spirit of God, no, darkness was upon the face of the deep. Is that not it? And the Spirit of God was upon the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. That was the gem. Now, let there be light was not the beginning of creation. Let there be light was God's plan of salvation before the world was created. How do you know that? Do I have to go back? Second, Cor- <laughs> Second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians four three. Second Corinthians four three. Are you there? Uh huh. Second Corinthians four three. Uh huh. But if our gospel be hid, uh huh, it is hid to them that are lost. Uh huh. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them. Uh huh. Which be, believe not, uh-huh. least the light of the glorious gospel no, of no, Christ. Listen to this. I said, anytime you hear Paul or the writers of the epistles um, writing anything, what are they doing? They are explaining the scriptures. So, where did Paul find light from? Light. It must be from Genesis. Hello. Now, 
their writings which we call revelation is their explanation of the scriptures. When was the first time we saw light? Where? Is it not Genesis? Where in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth which was without form and void and darkness was upon it and darkness was upon it and darkness was upon it the darkness was upon it. Is that not it? Now, I told, I told the church the other day that anytime you see heaven and earth put together, what does it mean? It's not talking about space. It's not talking about geographical space. It's not talking about firmament. It's talking about divinity in humanity. So heaven will be divinity. Earth will be humanity. So what God was trying to bring to us by revelation or by vision was to establish to us that in that beginning light shone where did the light shine light shone in earth because earth was void and darkness was on earth now that earth is not earth it was the heart of man so it was paul now in his writing to the corinthians who explained genesis to us that is why you cannot tell me that me i just want to stay here you will never understand anything you have to go back to how it started. Is that, is that clear? So, Paul is now telling us that if the gospel will be hid, it will be hid to those. Read it, please. If our gospel be hid, uh-huh. it is hid to them that are lost. Them that are lost. Uh-huh. In whom the God of this world. In whom the God of this world. So, when, when the devil came to Jesus and she said to them, see, See, see the kingdoms of this world. They have been given to me. What the devil was saying is that, see this earth. I have the heart of men. So bow to me so that I give you the hearts of men. And yet Jesus was not going to bow to have the hearts of men. It would just take him to die to have the hearts of men. Are you catching it? So, what the enemy was trying to tell Jesus, what well, you saw earth or kingdoms or the world was about the heart of men. He says, I have it. The most dangerous person on earth is the one who has Satan in his heart. Because Satan doesn't have to, have to be in trees. He will just need one person. We can have 6,000 demons in one person. So that when Jesus takes the heart, he has taken the man. When the devil takes the heart, he has taken the man. The context is with the heart. Heart here is symbolic of the spirit of man. The the central part of you is your spirit. That is why two cannot be at the same place. It is either the spirit of God or the spirit of the enemy. And that is the battleground they want to possess. The context is the heart. Metakomyonkumo is the heart, is the heart inside. When the spirit of Christ takes over, you will see outward expression. Stop fighting. That's why we don't fight. What are you fighting? And the person has done this again. Fight what is inside. Because if the gospel should be hid, it will be hid from them. It's, an, it's a spiritual thing. Who have darkness in their heart. So when you are fighting, fight the darkness inside them. If there is any rebuking to do, rebuke the devil out of them. Stop fighting empty battles. Am I preaching this morning? It's a serious, it's a serious matter. When the spirit of God takes over, you will see the manifestation outside. 
The same way when the enemy takes over, you are in trouble. That is why you should preach to your family. Because if the spirit of God takes over, you are free. If the devil takes over, you are in trouble. They will give you perpetual trouble till you die. Until you, you, you gain a certain mastery over perpetual trouble. That's why we preach. Oh. The battleground is the spirit of man. So if the gospel be hid, because the gospel is light, which was introduced to man before man was created. This makes God proactive and not reactive. He had his plan in place before man fell. Because he knew all things. Is this not a good God? Read verse 3 and 4 again. Let's go. My time is up. But if our gospel be hid, mm -hmm. it is hid to them that are lost. Mm -hmm. In whom the God of this world In has whom? Those people who are lost. In whom the God of this world had blinded, had the blinded them. them. That is why when we are praying, we pray Ephesians 1, 16, 17, 18. Because it's a spiritual context. He has blinded them. It's not physical sight. He has blinded them. Is that there is no there is no access to their spirit? It's blocked. And nothing about casemness. As what it won't take. As what she is so you are not praying right because you don't know what you are fighting. To have told you what you are fighting, it's a spiritual battle. It's a contest of spirit. The spirit of the devil wants to take over. The spirit of God wants to take over. And God has so much confidence in you that he can win the battle. Because he has won it over you. For you. So you just go and minister. Because how, how can you have victory and keep it in your pocket? Let the devil know you have victory. Let the battle be simple because now you are gravitating to the spiritual. Let's talk more prayer. You didn't hear me. Let's talk more prayer. When God saw what was going to happen to man, he declared, let there be light. No plenty talk. Are you learning some strategies for the battle? Yes. No plenty talk. My God did not say, ah, but why? Is this what is going to happen? Moses didn't record that. And God said, let there be light. And there was. Right from Genesis, I'm teaching you prayer. Because we never read Genesis where we never know that there was prayer there. Stop murmuring and start praying. Stop talking and start praying. And yet, you see that your prayer is not plenty to talk to. It's standing at your place of victory. God said, let there be light. He saw the light. In him is light. What it means is that, let me tell you what Genesis means. What it means is that, let there be, let me be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me be. What it means is that, let the fullness of me have expression. Where the believer is, is where demons cannot be. It's because we don't know who we are. If you should know who you are, you, at your presence, demons should not manifest. Ah, God said, let me be. Let me, let there be light means let me be. Hebrew. Because in him is light. And no darkness at all. So let me be. Your presence should send demons back to hell. Where they belong. When you enter your house, say, I have come. God has come. Your house is a blessed place because of you. Your house is a place of light because of you. When you enter 
your house. Demons must bow. If they cannot bow, they must flee. Because you are here. Because you are here. Because you are here. And you being here means God is here. Why? I carry God. And what makes me is the one in me. Do we understand scripture? Don't allow the devil. Right from Genesis, God was teaching us what will happen. The kind of things we'll face. And don't forget, the devil has been, has been doing this from the beginning. He will not change today. It's still a battle. It's still a contest of souls. There's something happening. It's a battle. And make sure you are winning. Say, I win. Read the four, 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 four. Let's go. Last one. For in whom the God of this world has blinded. In whom the God of this world has blinded. The minds of them. The minds of them. Which believe not. Which believe not. Lest the light of. Lest the light. Of the glorious of gospel. Of the glorious gospel. Of Christ. Of Christ. Who is the image of God. Oh, did you see the image again? Oh, did you see the image again? Who is the image of God. Should shine on them. Should shine on them. So that's what he did in the beginning. So, he saw the hearts of men. A few moments after he was created, that there will be darkness. He shone his light. His light was his word. His light was his plan. His light was his instruction. So, when man disbelieved his word, he lost light and took darkness. Have I done some explanation today? When man disbelieved light, which is his word, which is the fullness of God, which is the plan of God, we miss light, we miss glory, we miss plan, and we took our own plan. As we took our own plan, we left our destiny in the hands of the one whose plan we took. That is why he became the God of this world. And yet, I came, I came to assure you, if he is the God of this world, there is still one who belongs, who the earth belongs to. The world are the systems of this world, but the earth still belongs to the Lord. And the fullness thereof. There is one who is still on the throne. I said there is one who is still on the throne. When the enemy thinks he's winning, you are about to show up. I said it's because you never showed up, but you are about to show up. I said it's because you were sleeping, but now you are awake. It's because you didn't know anything. Now you know something. The enemy must bow to you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your knowledge of the scriptures will make you sharp. It will change the way you talk. Now you know why we say the things we say. It's because we know better. He wants to play on your ignorance. grasshopper. And yet you are not a grasshopper. Ah, the God in you is not a grasshopper. He's not, an, he's not one of the creations. Your God can never be any of the creations. Are ah, you catching anything here? How can you be a grasshopper? Say, I am not. <laughs> So, let me conclude. My thing is way up. Please, if you miss next week, eh, hmm, I will not be happy. Whether rain or shine, because the rain, there, we, now we know the rain can happen anytime. We too, we can happen anytime. Hello? 
But this word is eternal. And so this word, the grass will wither. The flower, in fact, the, the flower will wither. Eh? The, the flower will wither, the grass will fade. Or the grass will wither, the flower will fade. But the word of the Lord abideth forever. Hallelujah. Make sure you don't lose important lessons in the class oh, as a student of Christ. It's today a build-up of last week. So if you never came today, you've lost it. And as much as you began, you didn't complete well. Please send the news to those who didn't come today. Also, I wish you were here. Oh. The person didn't come. They thought we were coming to collect money alone. This one, money cannot buy. I said, money cannot buy. I said, money cannot buy. Our 200 cities cannot buy. Our 1,000 cities cannot buy. Hallelujah. I tell, lift up your hand and say, I know who I am. I know in whom I am. I know the one to whom I belong. Devil, I came for you. Uh -uh. Don't allow him. Let him break your leg. Don't allow him. Let him take your waist away. Don't allow him. Let him take your physical sight. The spiritual sight is better than physical. Don't allow him at any point. Let him try to take your children away. Once you are well, you can bring your children back. Oh, you didn't hear me. Let him try whatever he wants, but don't let him. Don't let him in your mind. Don't let him in your spirit. He will try. I said he will try. Only to mess you up. Don't allow, tell your neighbor, don't allow him. Ah, he's also there to do what he wants, but don't allow him. Hey! Sure. What you're coming to receive is, better, is bigger than what he's presenting your way. And by the time you leave service, you are stronger than you came. I said, by the time you leave service, you are edified than you came. The devil is alive. Anytime I grow weak, anytime I grow weak, I just tell my wife, you wait until I'm done with preaching. Because as I'm preaching, I'm also being ministered to. I, 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 can, be, I can be bedridden, you know. But let me just, and after preaching, I'm well. I've seen it over time. It didn't start today. Over those times when I, I, I can be sick and come and do praise and worship. By the time I am done, I am strong once again. How much more preaching the word of God? The devil is a liar. All I want you to do is just come. 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 Just come. And what the Lord will do, you'll be surprised. You'll be amazed what your God can do. You'll be amazed. Let's just follow him. Kakra, kakra, kakra. I will not see it. I will not look at you. I am following the one who is in me. The leader in me is leading me from within. I don't see you. I don't see you. Stop your nonsense. I don't see you. Look, let me tell you, it will get to a time he will be weak. It will get to a time he will not be pursuing you as the way because you know better. If you give him attention, he will grow stronger. If you don't give him attention, he grows weaker. The one you pay attention to is the one who grows stronger in you. Shall we please be on our feet? <laughs> Hallelujah! 
Glory! <laughs> we are just going to pray one simple prayer. Take our appreciation and then we call it a good day. Oh, we thank God for the weather too. Is that not it? Uh, at least when we are going back, the rain will not beat us. Whether it, the rain decides to beat, we will still go home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we want to build believers who are strong enough to stand the test of time. It doesn't matter what the enemy brings. We look to what the Lord is about to do. We look to what the Lord will manifest through us. We look to the glory shone in us. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and take charge over the week. Take charge over the week. I want you to speak like one who understands what you are saying. In the name of Jesus. Say that this word is going to grow big inside me. What I have received today is going to grow big inside me. Ah, the word is like a seed. It's going to grow big inside me. The word is going to grow big inside me. As the word grows big inside you, you are stable. You are grounded. You are established. In the name of Jesus. Oh, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Today you have been taught a strategy. A strategy for battle. A strategy for battle. I speak less. I pray more. I speak less. I pray more. Receive empowerment to pray more and speak less. Hey. The Bible says we have the fullness of grace. We have the fullness of grace. What it means is that there cannot be any situation that will override you. There cannot be any situation that will encumber you. There shall not be any situation that will bring you down. The glory of the Lord will come forth. The Lord will speak through you. The circumstances will change. The situations will change for his glory. I want you to speak as the one who has believed. We believe so we speak. Your belief is what is bringing you to a place of speaking. Hey, the devil is a liar. Our focus is not on him. Our focus is not on his works. For we are more than conquerors. Hey, open your mouth. If you can pray in the language of the spirit, pray in the language of the spirit. You are a son and not a, a, not a nephew. You are a son and not a grandson. You are the son of the Lord. You are a son of the most high. Take charge. Take charge of every day. Take charge of the situations of every day. Turn them for your favor. Turn them to your favor. Turn them to your favor. Turn them. These are sons speaking. These are sons speaking. The enemy will mean, will mean it for evil, but the Lord has already turned it around. I want you to declare the glory of the Lord. Hey! Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Ha. Oh, sons are manifesting. Sons are manifesting. You are saying that throughout this week, I will manifest the glory and power of God. Throughout this week, I will manifest the glory and power of God. Throughout this week, I will manifest the glory and power of God. In the name of Jesus. As the word is growing stronger, and bigger in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. To you be glory. To you be honor. To you be praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Let the saints in the house shout amen. Oh, I didn't hear a loud amen. Amen. Let me ask you, my sister, in the name of Jesus. Speak less. 
pray more. That's right. That's right. 